Welcome to the Erasmus Foundation podcast. My name is Paul Nugent. Are you looking for answers to life and its meaning? Then this may well be the very podcast you need to listen to. In a series of podcasts, we are going to look at the difficult questions of life and apply spiritual knowledge to find out the answers. Hello. Today we're going to talk about religion and sin. And to speak about this in detail, no doubt, is Padina from Spirit. So greetings, Padina. Greetings. So let's start at the very beginning. Why did religions start, would you say, Padina? Well, I had to say in their beginnings, they had a good purpose. And to a degree, they still do, of course. They provide some guidance for some people. They provide some security for some. And also, for many people, religion creates a sense of tradition and order for some people as well. But in their beginnings, and let us imagine, really, most of the world's religions, if not all, are quite recent in in their creation. Recent, maybe two and a half, three thousand years at the most, which is such a short time in reality, especially to spirit, of course. In the beginnings, when many of the religions were first created, the purpose of this was to create some order, to maintain some control and power over the people. Thank you, Padina. Now, it might sound a silly question, it is to me, but is there religion in spirit? Not at all. There is no religion. Of course, we understand religions, having lived a life on earth, as I have done many, many times, and so have many other spirits, of course. So we understand what religion is, but it is entirely something man-made of the earth. Of course, there have been messengers sent by the great mind to have lives upon the earth, to teach and give some guidance of spiritual knowledge to help mankind. But so often, some authority has taken over and then made this into an orthodox religion 
with so much order, so much control to contain power over people. And may I say, that aspect of religions is not good. No. Now, looking at the other side of the question, sin, Padina, we've asked whether religion mm -hmm. exists in spirit. Does sin exist in spirit? No. Again, it is understood, of course. But we have a word translated into your language would mean error. If a spirit is in error, to having done something wrong or said something wrong, it would be understood. And if necessary, in severe situations, then a spirit would sleep for a while. This is not a punishment. There is no such thing as punishment in spirit. But in this so-called sleep, which is the nearest word to express really what happens, the spirit is recharged. They would spend time where perhaps they would perhaps, we might say, reprogrammed to come to an awakening to then go forward, having resolved and worked through the error they had created. And this is done by this sleeping. Thank you, Padina. Now, you did mention there about lack of punishment in spirit, but it's interesting that man expects if they sin, that they will get punished when they go home, when they die. Is there any truth in this at all? Not at all. No, of course not. Because how can it be? If the great mind has created a tapestry, a life, a spirit is going to live on the earth, whereby the beginning and the end of the life is preordained by the great mind. The structure of the life is preordained, provided by the design and the decree of the great mind. And particularly where perhaps a spirit has had to live a life in darkness could be quite evil, could then do many, many bad things, but would return home. And of course, then they might sleep for a while, but they would not be punished in any way. How could it be if the great mind has designed that life for that spirit to have 
experience these things, why would the great mind then punish that spirit for something the great mind had designed for that one? For it has to be said that for all spirits to have evolved, to have grown and developed and become quite aged, wise, knowledgeable, experienced, then every spirit has got to have seen all things, been all things, and done all things. Thank you, Padina. Now, is there any benefit at all to be had from religions, would you say? Oh, I think there is. Yes, of course. But as it is evident within your world, fewer and fewer people are attending church ceremonies and really are not expressing any interest in religion or even believing in what the religion dictates. So perhaps religion is really becoming a little redundant, was right for a time, for an era, but it is now the time of spiritual awakening which is spreading across your world. Having started in your year of 1980, the age of spiritual awakening is here now. And in time, people will learn more about their true heritage, their spiritual heritage, will learn about their spiritual home, from whence they came, and for where all spirit must return to. So are we saying then the future, in the future, there will be no religions? Well, I think religion will be really well recorded in the history books. And it will not have a place in the future. Because in the future world, particularly in the next civilization, which will be the sixth, it will be incorrect for people to be ordered, to be demanded of, to have control or power over people. Power is an ugly word that really demonstrates and is associated with evil. 
it is controlling people for someone's own personal interest. To maintain an order over people, to dictate, to be tyranny over people. And all of that is evil. And so much of the church doctrine is aimed at controlling people by the threat of punishment and with the burden of sin, which again is not correct. And it will not be a part of your future world. It's important to note, Padina, isn't it, at this stage, that we're not trying to decry anyone's belief system, are we? No, indeed. No. If you have a religion, and it, if, if it is meaningful for you, if it gives you comfort, then you should maintain that and keep that. But I must give you the truth. From my land, there is no religion. We have a God, yes, the great mind, the one that shall not be named, the Almighty, whatever name you would apply to this. But we do not have religion. Thank you, Padina. Now, if we're allowed to ask this question, what does God or the great mind wish for? I would say he wishes for us all to learn, to work, to develop, to go forward. And he provides us the means to do this by allowing us to have lives on the earth and elsewhere, to gain experience, to gain knowledge. But above all, mankind is living on the earth, this university of life, to experience and to learn by, that we can take that knowledge back home when we die of the earth and return to spirit. The knowledge we have gained from that experience fulfills us, develops us, and evolves us further. That is what the great mind would have for us a way of learning, moving on and evolving. That's lovely, Padina. Thank you. Well, we're coming to the end of our podcast yet again, and we'd like to know mm -hmm. whether there's anything you'd like to add before we finish for the day. No. I, of course, having said all this, I would not wish to cause any discomfort to any person who strongly believes in their religion, they must 
contain this if they do. But spirit is not a religion, and that I must give you. The Erasmus Foundation is a spiritual teaching and healing foundation based in Laxfield, Suffolk, in the United Kingdom. We have a webpage, www.erasmus-foundation.org. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, or indeed have further questions for us, then please contact me on paul at erasmus-foundation.org and we'll do our best to accommodate you. Thank you very much for listening.